arteries and veins and capillaries, etc. Uh, on top of that, um, you have fantastic mental health benefits. So it's not just about the physical. The big question is this. How investors like us who weren't born in the silver spoon successfully investing in property to create a passive income and still have a lifestyle now? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answers. I'm George Markoski and welcome to the Positive Property Show. Our mission is to empower 10,000 people to create financial freedom through property using the Markoski method. Join us. Hi, George Markoski and welcome to our show. Now, what we're doing today, we're actually doing uh, simultaneous two podcasts. So you're either watching this on The Ugly Truth or you're watching this on The Positive Property Show and you can see why it's actually relevant for both things. Now, I've got Kim Burrs here. Kim, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, George. Great, great to be here. Yeah, great to see you. Now, I recently bumped into Kim at one of his one of your workshops, actually. Yep. And um, actually, my brother-in-law, um, yeah. Joel, he actually messaged me and goes, George, I'm going to be doing an ice bath. You know, the Wim Hof method. Do you want to come? And I said, hell yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted to do this. It's great. And what we're going to do is I'm going to talk a bit about, you know, how we, how we met and what's happening. We're going to talk about ice baths, the health issue. Um, but also, what I want to talk about today, we're going to be touching on, is we're going to be talking about comfort zone. And this is how it ties into property, because at the end of the day, having an ice bath is not comfortable. It is not. getting out of your comfort zone. <laughs> and I really think when it comes to success, whether it's in property, whether it's in business, whether it's in health, it's being comfortable, being uncomfortable. 100%. And I, and I think that's going to be the theme today because, yeah. you know, buying a property is not comfortable. It's getting out of your comfort zone. Asking that person you're really attracted to out is not comfortable. And But the best things in life happen just out of your comfort zone. And that's yeah. the whole point. So, yeah, so um, we met and what happened was we did the breathing and all that. And the way you explained it was fantastic. It was great. I really, okay. really enjoyed it. And um, you made it made it very, very feel very comfortable. Then we had the ice bath, and I remember I, I, I was waiting for other people to go in, and they all came in, went in yeah. there, and I was like, look at these pussies. I'm tough. <laughs> I'll handle this, right? Like three minutes. Yep. I can tough it out. So anyway, so we jump in, and as soon as you jump in, it's like a million pins and needles yeah. hitting you. It's painful. Your body's saying, get the hell out now. Yep. Just get out. And I'm like, whoa, I'm feeling uncomfortable, mm. and I've never felt this before. Yep. And I'm like holding on to it and funny enough the stronger you hold on to it the more uncomfortable you become correct because and the problem is you get caught up in that and your brain's not thinking because it's in overdrive and I'm thinking squeeze as hard as you can so you can put up with this and the more harder I squeeze the more focus on the pain the harder it is the more painful it is it's always struggling yeah and you came up and said look just let go just let go it's it's mother nature you will not beat the cold nor is the idea to beat it. The idea is and is to relax and essentially be calm in that storm. And this is why what you were talking about of helping it being beneficial to helping you learn to de-stress is perfect. Because in life, yes, you can run away from stress. But more often than not, you have to stay in it. Yes. And therefore, the secret is to learn to stay in it and get calm and get control. And it's not about... Uh, toughing it no. out because that doesn't make the stress go away it just makes you more it stressed. Makes it worse. so it's this lovely little you know training tool for the broader picture and hopefully you picked up that lesson look i certainly did yeah. and the thing is 
doesn't matter how many times you read this lesson, <laughs> actually experiencing the lesson yeah. is the way to go. Yeah. And look, I suggest anyone watching, seriously, if you haven't tried jumping ice baths, yeah. you should really talk to someone like him that's an expert in it because you don't want to do it on your own. You really need an expert to guide you through it, but it's so worthwhile yeah. because it's so tough. Because I really believe the tough things in life are some of the most worthwhile things in life. Correct. And this brings me back to Buddhism because I love, love the Buddha. And the Buddha explains that suffering is when you're trying to, when you're hoping for something different. Yeah. And then the absence of suffering is when you accept where mm. you're at. And with the ice bath, you know, me trying to fight it, I was suffering. Yeah. And the time I stopped suffering was when I accepted it. Yeah. And that's it. And the funny thing is I've tried cold showers before in the past. Yeah. And I always found them very difficult. Okay. But I do them anyway. Yeah. And tough it out. And then after doing the ice method with you, they were like so easy. Yeah. But, but also the, the, the important part of why it's easy is because now as soon as I get uncomfortable, I accept it. Yeah. And it, it hits you. Two seconds later, you just accept it. Yep. I've slowed my breathing down because I used to hyperventilate in the cold. Yeah. Even now, in the shower? Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. I really, because I didn't like it. Yeah. And what I've learned now is with the breathing technique, I've yep. cut it down to about five breaths a minute. Yeah. That is that is the perfect um, breathing rate uh, for stimulating something called the vagus nerve in the human body. Yes. Uh, and if you can maintain that, five to six I actually worked out that it's five and a half breaths per minute but yep. hey if you can get to five breaths you are activating that vagus nerve and that's been shown from a scientific perspective to uh, help with um, just improving our overall resilience so helping to fight injury recover from injury recover from illness calm down the body and they're also looking at it being one of the primary uh, gut-brain communication channels. So it has a range of benefits. And if you can maintain that in the cold, that's that's awesome. Really good. Yeah. And look, I've cut it down to about four and a half breaths now. Because yeah. what happens is I do three hey, Don't forget to breathe. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> so what I, what I do now is I breathe in, hold it, breathe out, hold it, yeah. breathe in and count to 10 and then start again. And what happens is now I've, Three minutes takes me 14 and a half breaths. Yep. Yeah. So it's just, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and the good part is, you know where you're at. I know exactly what time it is. Yep. Because of the breathing. And it's actually very meditative, very relaxing. Yeah. The yeah. only thing I will quickly say on that yes. is just for people listening and watching at home, just to be careful with doing any form of breath hold and in or near water. Yep. So if you're doing uh, just something short like that, not a problem. But when you start to extend and greatly extend that breath hold, that's something that shouldn't be done in or near water. Always do that laying down. So a little safety tip. No, absolutely. Thank you for that. And look, talking about the vagus nerve, um, if you guys watched my podcast on HRV, mm. variability, yep. go check that out because there's a lot about yep. that there. And Definitely. I'm, I'm really, because I've, I've got um, sort of inflammation, uh, we yep. call autoimmune disease. Yep. And because of that, Stimulating my vagus nerve yeah. is very important. One hundred percent. And um, and obviously, cold is a beautiful way of doing yep. it, and very easy. Because there's a few different techniques, I think. Yeah. So you you can cold exposure yep. uh, is is one of them. Um, slowing down your breathing rate to that five and a half breaths per minute. Uh, also things like humming, singing, and chanting. So meditation um, and OM in yoga, for example. Mm -hmm. What happens is you have your vagus nerve running down past your throat, your vocal cords. So when you hum, 
vibrates and activates wow. it. Wow. Yeah. That's so, so cool. Uh, from a, if you look at uh, ancient cultures and a lot of their meditation and their chanting, they actually, the tempo of that chant is in sync with the right tempo to activate the vagus nerve. So you've got these cultures that are thousands of years old. Any, any, any particular you can mention? Uh, I'd love to check this out. Yeah, so um, the the one that most people will be familiar with is the Ave Maria in uh, in like modern day, I think it's Catholicism, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not being on like yeah. uh, religion, but the Ave Maria, when, you, when the priest and then the um, uh, parish chant that, that is in perfect... Sync with the five and a half breaths per minute of the vagus nerve. Wow! Yeah, yeah. I think it's absolutely fascinating. So you've got cultures that have been around for thousands of years that knew about it without knowing about it. Yeah. And yep. it's it just is this beautiful synchronization of modern scientific uncovering with this ancient sort of wisdom and ancient practices. Yeah, it's really amazing how science is finally now catching up to the ancient wisdom mm. and we're slowly getting into, you know, meditation and yep. Stoicism and Buddhism and all yeah. that sort of stuff. It's coming back, yep. you know, because, you know, for a while there, everyone got into the whole the modern man, not yep. worrying about the ancient culture. Now we're all yep. connecting back yeah. to the past, which is beautiful. Yep. And look, I mean, I guess um, your HRV, so cold exposure, can increase your HIV. Yeah, well, it, well let's, let's explain what HIV is. Yes, definitely. Heart rate variability. Yeah. Because um, just a quick explanation. So what happens is between each heartbeat, there's a gap. And basically, if the gap is too consistent, it actually means that you're stressed. Yep. And counterintuitive, it's better having more variability between each gap. And the more variability you have, the healthier you are and the more relaxed you are. Yep. And that's turning on the parasympathetic nervous system. Yep. And that's why cold exposure, because it that you've got the vagus nerve getting stimulated yep and therefore it's helping your HRV correct yeah, yeah that's and, that's spot on and the good part is with HRV if you measure it and you can measure it with a polar watch or yep. actually I've got an aura ring that I use aura ring will do it yeah. uh, a whoop strap as yep. well if you're into your fitness and, and sort of you know body tracking we'll, we'll do that as well uh, yeah there's more and more devices coming out that are measuring it because more and more people are finding out that the benefits of hey if I just measure my HRV, it's an it's a it's a very quick way to understand what's going on in my body. Am I stressed or am I relaxed? And it's a it's a you know like a, a digital checking. Absolutely, yeah. but the good part is then you know if you're progressing with your meditation practice, yep. or your breathing practice, or your ice practice, yep. which is great. So look, thanks, man. So basically, the science is out there, yeah, and it's been proven. You know, cold. Yeah therapy works yeah in many ways because they've done studies with Wim Hof yeah and, and, and trained with correct yeah so um they've done studies um on Wim um with him combining his breathing technique along with cold exposure um but even before then there, there's been a, a plethora of studies over years looking at you know the Scandinavian cultures the like Russian cultures uh, and their long history with the combination of cold exposure uh, and, in this case, uh, like saunas and heat, and that contrast mm. therapy. So, yes, you know, Wim Hof method, definitely, but it's not just limited to that. So, uh, and that's that's the amazing thing is that it's not just you must do it in this particular way. It's get your cold exposure in any particular way that you, you, you like. I like that um, you're not dogmatic about this because really at the end of the day, Getting cold exposure is so important, yep. wherever way you get it. Yep. And um, yeah, because they've done studies on these people, the iceberg of the people. Yeah. You know, the people that go swimming in winter for yeah. an hour. Correct. And even that, 
It's amazing. It's what, 40 degrees there. Yeah, yeah. So, look, there's been some of the research that's come out looked at, um, for example, people that work outdoors in Scandinavia and people that swim regularly, um, you know, all around the world um, and people that, you know, just, you know, putting people into cold environments for extended periods of time for, you know, sort of six to eight weeks and looking at what's going on. And, um, yeah, there's, there's some amazing things from... I won't say primarily, but in a big way from the immune system coming out there. So you know, you're seeing, you know, obvious decreases in inflammation, but uh, which is your, you know, secondary or the, the second layer of your immune system. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, st- some studies have come out and shown increases in lymphocytes, increases in white blood cells, increases in killer T cells. So that is all your third layer of your immune system. So mm-hmm. it is a, a very strong way to create and, and and give yourself a more robust immune system. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, the, alongside the immune benefits, you have things like a, a cardiovascular workout, where you have vasoconstriction, so your blood vessels uh, constrict when you go in the ice bath. Um, and then when you get out, they open back up again. So it's a great way for, you know, working out the smooth muscle of your arteries and veins and capillaries, etc. Uh, on top of that, um, you have fantastic mental health benefits. So it's not just about the physical, right? Mm-hmm. And there are um, plenty. Of, there's a lot, lots of research happening at the moment. Uh, also, as it ties into the vagus nerve, mm-hmm. uh, but also looking at how cold exposure can help people with mental health illness. Um, so one of the active ingredients, or ingredients, right? The active chemicals involved in cold exposure is noradrenaline. Yeah. Uh, and it's a, it's a hormone and it's also a, a neurotransmitter. And what they've found is that uh, increased levels of noradrenaline um, are linked to things like improved focus, mood, and attention. But inversely, low levels uh, of noradrenaline have been shown uh, to be linked to uh, depression. Mm-hmm. So they found uh, in people, uh, patients with depression, they you know, looked at them after they'd passed away and found uh, decreased levels of noradrenaline in their system. Now, um, the exact cause between why that is, is, is um, from what I've read so far, it's still being investigated, they are looking at the link between um, inflammation and depression and how inflammation can be one of the causes of depression. And obviously, noradrenaline, helps decrease inflammation in the body. So is there a link going it's on with very that? Very interesting. I'd yeah. I want to look at this more closely. Because yep. I'm um, interesting, um, they did a study on fruit flies where they got them, kept them in a cold environment for yep. the whole life. Okay. They lived a lot longer. Interesting. Well, there's there's that sort of things. And this came up at the workshop around the cold shock proteins and yep. the impact that that has on your telomeres uh, and, uh, you know, slowing down the... Um, uh, the decay, for want of a better term, of your telomeres and how that leads to a long life. Oh, so life. cold shock proteins. Cold shock proteins are very similar to hot shock, heat shock proteins, aren't yes, they? Yes. Yeah. I think they're almost identical. Uh, yeah, like it's it's still very – I'm still exploring and going so through it myself. I listened to Rhonda Fitzpatrick yep. and she was yep. saying that cold shock pro, uh, cold produces heat shock proteins. Yes. She said that once. But then they call it cold shock, so I'm not 100% sure, but the cold shock proteins and things – Pretty amazing. Yeah, so it's interesting about uh, that because I'm, I'm very curious about the health benefits. Obviously, reducing inflammation, increasing deep sleep, yeah. and increasing HIV. Yeah. Those are the three things that I feel are the big winners here yeah. that I want to really work on. Because I noticed after the workshop with you, 
my deep sleep increased for about a week. Nice. Really? Really. Like Fantastic. Doubled, doubled. Doubled. So I normally have trouble getting... So you, what, you're looking at from an aura ring perspective? Yeah, yeah, That's fantastic. Yeah. So what, what I normally have with my deep sleep, I've got yeah. a lot of challenges with deep sleep for some reason. And it might be part of the autoimmune and my low sure. HIV. But what I found with that, that was one, a game changer. Unfortunately, it didn't last longer than a week. I'll be doing cold showers and it doesn't have the same effect. No. And I'm only doing three minutes and it's summer now, so it's not as cold anymore. Yep. But I get that. But um, I thought I'd do that. Better do that anyway, because yeah. that way I'm practicing what I'm yeah. doing. Yep. And it has to have some sort of effect. But what I'd love to do is now now work out the minimum effective dose yep. and how to do it. And that's part of the reason I've got you here. Yeah, yeah. Because I want to question you about things, because there's different ways you can do this. You can yep. go in a cold shower. You can go in the beach at, in the winter. Yep. Because that goes down to about 14 degrees, I think. Mm, peak winter, maybe. Yep. Yep. Um, and if you're in Melbourne, probably a little bit cold. Correct. Yep, definitely. Um, how, how cold does the shower go in winter? That's going to depend if you're up in the hills or here. Right. Um, so, you know, it, it may be around that sort of 12, 13. Yep. Up in the hills, gets pretty fresh. Yep. Down here, I I haven't actually lived down here for a, a long time. So it's it's going to fluctuate. It fluctuates a lot. Um, yes. And and that's kind of the, the tricky thing because what you're looking for is um, water, a temperature, below 16 to 17 degrees. So at that temperature, that's when the body responds to that decrease and releases noradrenaline and begins that uh, cold exposure right. process. Right, so the first step is below 16. That's a good little mark there. Yeah, and so obviously, the colder you get, the bigger the response. Yeah. That's what I was curious about. Maybe, yeah, it's, maybe it's, it's not obvious, but is that true? No, it's funny you mentioned that. So look, I, I brought along, I knew that you were going to ask this, so I've, I've dived into a couple of little papers um, and... If you'll just permit me, what yeah. I'll do is, is sort do. of talk about um, the three key areas um, that relate to cold exposure. So they are um, temperature, they are time, so the length of time you're in there, and the type of cold exposure that you're doing. Mm -hmm. So first things, um, temperature definitely plays a role in the benefits you get out of it. So they did a study and they put people into 20-degree water and then 14-degree water. Now, they noticed an absolutely massive spike in noradrenaline in 14 degrees, but absolutely nothing at 20 degrees. So, we know that there is this sweet spot. Mm -hmm. Now, in terms of um, cold water, like it feels colder, and uh, that's to do with sort of our, our pain receptors. Um, so, the bigger the temperature differential, so if you're going from 34 degrees outside, jumping into a four degree ice bath, it's going to feel very much, much colder than if you are walking around at five degrees outside temperature and you just hop into the ice bath. So, and this is also where your, um, uh, your adaptability and your body starts to build its resilience as it then adapts. So it's when you get in the cold, bang, fight or flight response, a sympathetic nervous system is activated. And then it's as the body adjusts, mm -hmm. that's when the good stuff starts to happen. Yep. So looking here, um, there hasn't been a conclusive study to say like there is a correlation between the colder the temperature and the bigger the release of noradrenaline, yep. but there also hasn't been a study to say that it isn't. Yep. Okay. Right? So about, the jury's still out. Yeah, what about the differential? Oh, I'm the temperature yes, differential? Yes. So, so if you go from a sauna into a shower... Is that going to be similar to going from a room temperature to ice bath? I'll just from a feeling perspective, 
Yes, it will. Mm-hmm. From a release of, you know, is that going to release more noradrenaline? I haven't been able to find anything, and certainly in Rhonda Patrick's paper, which is a super comprehensive oh, uh, summary of everything, there was it was still very inconclusive around that. So while they do know there is a temperature sweet spot, yep. they haven't found the relationship or a, a, a correlation between um, the lower the temperature, the greater the um, release of noradrenaline. Yep. Okay, However, so, yep. what you end up with is the second factor is time. Mm-hmm. So... And this is where it gets really interesting. So, you know, I get asked all the time, how long should I stay in an ice bath? And my answer is always the same. It is get out when you no longer feel the need to, right? So when you are relaxed and calm, job done. Now, the same thing applies with cryotherapy as with the ice bath. And they actually did a study here. They put um, they put people in for 20 seconds of cold water immersion, which is not very long, no. like four degrees. Yep. And they put the people in uh, two minutes of whole body cryotherapy at only minus 110. So that also is not uh, the maximum. That's 110 yep. Celsius. So normally yep. it gets down to around 170, um, 180 even sometimes. Um, and what they found is the levels of noradrenaline in the blood both increase between 200 to 300% in both cases. Okay. So the time differential for that short-term thing, not really much difference. Really? Wow. So 20 seconds and two minutes didn't make a difference? No. However, this is where it also gets interesting again. You can spend much, much longer in an ice bath than in cryotherapy. In cryotherapy, totally. right? Uh, 10 minutes of cryotherapy... Not going to do very good things. You can't do it. Right. Can't do it. But you can, with some good, consistent training, sit in an ice bath for ten minutes. Now, I'm not saying that that you need to, Mm -hmm. but you can increase the length of time. Any more than three minutes of cryotherapy is probably not advisable. No, and it's similar to similar to ice bath, right? The you talked about before the minimum effective dose. So it takes around um, ninety seconds for. the the happy hormones to flood through the body mm-hmm. and for the you know to, for us to feel those effects it then takes around two minutes for the body to sort of go from this um, stressed in the cold to ah, I'm relaxing in here and this is why we say the minimum effective dose is two minutes so two minutes at around four and a half degrees so between four or five degrees yep. okay that's what you're looking for and that's what cryotherapy is also based on they got their two minutes at their it is around it's 160 170 degrees minutes, yeah oh okay so I went to the one in um, on uh, well, East End yeah, yeah. and it was only two. Oh, really maybe okay. she short changed me maybe yeah. <laughs> I don't know but because um, I had the record the one in Henley for the coldest one I yeah, went right. to minus 130 for three minutes yeah right uh, but I toughed it out. Yeah, so, and and this is and, and like, it's not that not that hard. Cryotherapy compared to ice bath. So that's the thing. Yeah, like because I've done cryotherapy minus 110, 130. Yep. And usually everyone's like George, you can handle it better than anyone. Yeah. But and the one in town, I'm normally go squat right down near where the air is coming in. Yeah, right. So cool it right down. But that ice bath. Yeah. Oh, that was tough. And this this is why I wanted to to go to the the, the last little point, which is. The, the top. So, look, I'm going to keep cold showers out of it because they just aren't, in my opinion, not they, they not do, they're not powerful enough unless you happen to live in the Northern Hemisphere and it's winter time. So from Australian perspective, they are good from a mental training 
perspective, but the physical benefits are going to be tough to find. Mm -hmm. So that leaves us with cryotherapy and it leaves us with um, an ice bath. Now, there are three factors that come into play with that. You have uh, the thermal conductivity of the um, environment that you're in, so air versus uh, ice and water. Uh, then you have the uh, surface area that's in contact with that cold. And the last one is you have the temperature gradient. So the difference in temperature from where you were to the stimulus that you're in. So if we look at the first one, uh, the thermal conductivity. Ice and water conducts heat and therefore cold much, much better than air that you get from cryotherapy. Absolutely. So it's going to feel a lot colder and the idea behind um, uh, cold exposure therapy is you do want to lower your core temperature. Mm -hmm. So if you have greater thermal conductivity that you get through an ice bath, you're going to be able to lower your core temperature much, much quicker and in a stronger way uh, in an ice bath than you will in cryotherapy. Yeah. So um, in that respect, I'm going to award bing, the point to the ice bath. Yep. Now, you look at how much of the body is involved. Surface area, second point. Um, now, for a full immersion ice bath and full immersion in cryotherapy, much of a muchness, right? Except cryotherapy, you've got your head there, and usually an ice bath. No, no, but, you know, um, but it's, it's, we're talking like a minor kind of thing. So long as you've got the majority of your surface area, compared to, say, um, what some athletes might do when they just oh, dunk yeah, their yeah, lower yeah. half. So yeah. for all intents and purposes, full body ice bath, full body cryo, Similar, and as we saw with that 20 seconds in an ice bath, two minutes in cryo, similar release of noradrenaline. Yep, so, from yep. that, they're pretty equal. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Third point, you have then the temperature gradient. Well, that's obviously going to go to cryotherapy because an ice bath doesn't get down to <laughs> minus one temperature no, no. or even further. Yeah. Um, and so, like, my opinion on, on this is that I still favor an ice bath over cryotherapy. Um, because you get a multitude of other benefits that come with it. You get all the physical benefits, mm -hmm. um, but you can really, really work on your mental health and get into a deeper meditative state. You can also stay in there for much, much longer. So then it does become more of a mental challenge yep. while still remaining safe. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's the, the cost factor uh, as well. Yes, massive um, difference. Because I'm, I'm looking at the moment, and part of the reason I've got you on is I'm looking at either buying an ice bar yep. or a cryotherapy machine. Yep. I've looked at the prices and, you know, I can buy an ice bath. There's one in Melbourne at the moment for around seven grand. Yep. And that's the already pre-built. Pre-built, yep. yeah. Is it like that something forge or something like? I don't know. No, okay. It's not yep. a little white thing. It looks good. Yeah, okay. Not doesn't look that deep, but I reckon you get in there. Make sure and like check check the size out because ideally you want to be up to your um, clavicle uh, and to be able to sit in there nice and stretched out and relaxed, yeah. right? Because like you're saying, you don't want to be in there tense and you don't want to be sitting there too tightly if you can help it. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, And I'm not, I'm not too sure how that one operates, but there's things you've got to look at from a sanitation you did this one sanitation, yeah, okay. freezing, got everything done. And has it got a lid on it? Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Nice. So I'll be looking at that. Yep. I'll be looking at... Um, there's two types of cryotherapy. Yep. There's the liquid nitrogen, which yes. is a hassle. But well, it's, it's it's a renewable. You need it's to keep renewable, getting exactly. it in, right? It's a renewable. Yep. But then you've got the electric, and the electric's pretty cheap. Okay. So the electric cryotherapy. There's two that. types of electric. There's the minus 85 and minus 110. Mm -hmm. and there's a price difference there as well. Yep. So minus 85 is around 150,000 Australian. <laughs> 
and the minus 110 is probably a little bit more. Yep. Right? So. And, and does it only provide you whole body, or can does it also have an option to do uh, localized? No. Only whole body. Whole body. <sighs> yeah. Uh, but the electric, electricity is only like a couple of dollars a day. So once you've got it. Yeah. Look, it's not cheap. Yeah. But then no, I take my health seriously. Yeah, no, and, um, completely. And I don't mind spending the money. Yep. Because I think that, you know, with, with life, if you don't have health, you've got nothing. No, you, you're spot on. I mean, look, I, I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, ice bath all the way. Because for me, and, and you know, I, I say this at the workshops, like, you, hopefully we've explained the differences, right? But at the end of the day, it comes down to which one are you going to do more often? And whichever one you can do consistently is going to be the best one for you. Yep. Because there's no point you going, oh, someone told me in a research paper that cryotherapy was the best. You fork out all that money and you never ever do it because actually you're like an ice bath or vice versa. If you love cryo, man, do cryo. And you can afford it, do cryo because that's the one that you're going to practice regularly. So these you're going to get all the consistent benefits. And yeah. yeah but from a, a paper kind of thing like, you know, on paper – I'm not, ice bath sounds a little bit better on paper. Yeah. And I wonder if the minus yeah. 85, is that as good as minus 110? Probably pretty similar, I'd say. Well, it's colder than the four and a half degrees of an ice yeah, bath, is, so is, yeah. But, but I, I get what you're saying about the ice bath, yeah. the mental part. Because yep. me buying an ice bath, I'm a little bit anxious, a little bit scared of it. But the <laughs> right? beautiful thing, George, I is... Remember, yeah, but the, I remember what it's like. The beautiful thing is that the more that you do it and... The key here is to ensure that when you do it, it remains a positive experience. Mm -hmm. And this is where that tense, take that tension out because then your body remembers, hey, George, the last time you're in here, you um, you relaxed. Ah, okay. Next time. Ah, oh, no, this one, okay. And every time that you do it, you get more and more relaxed and you have this positive reinforcement. Yeah, how long so, have you been doing it for? Uh, so I started in... 2019, January, oh, sorry, 2018, January 2018. Okay, so um, you've been doing it for a while. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you also, didn't you go up Mount Kilimanjaro? In uh, not me. Uh, so, Wim's gone up Mount Kilimanjaro. Oh. I've been up um, with Wim. Uh, so, we went up uh, a mountain called Mount Schneska, yep. which is in Poland. It's uh, on the, the Polish-Czech border. Uh, and I've climbed up uh, Mount Kosciuszko. So, um, very different to Kilimanjaro. Um, but... So, yeah, look, I've been and I've explored all different types of cold exposure therapy mm -hmm. from, you know, bare-chested walks to cryotherapy to cold showers to swimming in the beach to lakes to ice baths. And, and for me, it, it, it comes back down to, um, you know, what, do I, what have I got the most access to? What do I enjoy the most? And at the end of the day, I love my little chest freezer. Yep. Um, and... You know, here in, in Adelaide and, and in Australia, let's face it, we don't have very ready access. There's a guy selling a chest freezer on eBay at the moment. How much for? Details. Uh, oh, no. oh, yeah. I, I sent him an offer. He rejected it. Yeah. I think it's like two or three grand. Yeah, but... Which is not bad. But no. the thing is, I mean, so let me ask you. So the first time you did an ice bar. Yeah. Discomfort level. Out of 10. <laughs> out of 10. Out of 10. Yep. Uh, I'm going to give it 10.5. Okay. Now, when you do one, so I did one this morning. Um, I had a photo shoot at my house, and I put a hundred kilos of ice in an ice bath, and I clocked the temperature at two degrees, um, which is damn cold that for an ice bath. Cold. And it, it it was fine. Like out of ten, discomfort. 
Oh, by the end of the photo shoot, because it was a, quite a long photo shoot, it, it got uncomfortable. How long were you in there for? Uh, a bit more than 10 minutes. Wow, long time. Yeah, but that's, yeah. you know, well, yeah, got to get the good. shot. But right? I'm saying the first three or four minutes. Wow, so that's it. That, that, that excites me because obviously you can get used to it and just do it. Yeah, so, you know, if I sh- if, you know, share my, my first uh, time going into cold water, let alone an ice bath at all, was when I went on the, the Wim Hof Method uh, expedition to, to Poland in January 2018. Day one, did the breathing, walked us down to the water's edge and just said, jump in. So I'm like... I don't, what do I do here? What am I meant to? And he's like, no, just jump in. And so you're quite literally letting your body simply respond and react to how it is. You're not controlling it. And I certainly wasn't in control. I jumped in that water. I popped my head up and I was <laughs> like crazy. Um, and I had such a strong reaction that I actually needed help getting changed. We're talking like taking my bathers off, wow. drying my bits, Putting my other bathers on and, and and getting help, and that was day one. Wow! And then by the end of it, when uh, by the end of the five days, we did a four-hour hike in sort of minus fifteen up the mountain and back down again. Not you know not a uh, without any any trouble. That's and this amazing. well, this is this is how the body has been shown that it can adapt to cold within three or four days. The me- your metabolism will start to adapt and change in that short space of time. Um, and, you know, if that's adapting and changing, well, your experience can change. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you may have had a, a nervous experience the first time, but I guarantee you if you, you go back again and you, you know, you, you bring a sense of, of peace and love and not force and tension to it, that the experience will be more positive. And then the next time, and the next time, it will get better and better. And if I, you know, sure, you can use me as an example. Like, I can go in there now, and my heart rate doesn't really, there's no fight or flight response. I'm just in, and just sit, be, and feel. How often do you go in ice bath? I try and do it daily. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on what I've got on. If I've got an early morning client that I'm teaching or an early morning work, workshop, I, it doesn't work. But for the most part, it's a daily thing for it's me. Just in the morning? Yeah, yeah. Um, I find that it is a fantastic way to start my day. Um, and, you know, this morning I was on, well, I still am, on, on cloud nine afterwards. Like the effects of it, I feel it. Feel differently from oh, look, even cold shower. Yeah. I'm doing every morning now. Still gives me an hour boost, hour or two boost and in the morning. It's amazing. So, so I can imagine ice bath. Yeah, would be look, much more powerful. And again, you don't. You, you, you can do it another time, right? Yep. So you can do. I know people that take an ice bath when they get home from work, or that they take one immediately before bed because it helps them sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, we say do it in the morning because you can. You really get the opportunity to enjoy those energizing effects throughout your your entire day and also you're starting your day with something uncomfortable so the day's not going to get any worse because you've already done something that's uncomfortable well the funny thing is after doing the ice bath because i've got a personal trainer to come to work out and sometimes we've got to do planks and squats and all that and after the ice bath that was so easy Mm. because my tolerance of pain has gone up amazing and and it's and it's a fact because one week it was tough Next week it was easy, so I found everything easier. Anything to do with pain or discomfort. Well, it is easier. because the experience is not comfortable. 
And it, look, for the people listening, I'm not going to lie and say that an ice bath gets comfortable. You just get more comfortable with that Being level of discomfort. Exactly. exactly. And that, that's and that, what it is. And, and I can see that's why it's so powerful yeah. because of that. And yeah. at the end of the day, I'm always convinced it'd be cheaper to buy seven grand on. Yeah. But and also from a renewables perspective, you've just got the power that's on there. Now, if you've got it on a thermostat, you know, like I've got mine. I've got it, a battery, so I'm carbon neutral. Laughing. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So. That would be, I, I couldn't recommend that highly enough in case you haven't picked up in the slant that I'm putting on this. Yeah, look, um, um, I, was, I was leaning that way before, yeah. really, but I'm thinking 170 grand. I'm yeah. also buying another house. Yeah. You're all about property. Yeah. So <laughs> I could buy a house and an ice bath instead yeah. of just buying a Chrysler. Yeah. And the house will make me money. Yeah. And if I buy... And bring me joy. Well, no, well, of course. <laughs> I love I love getting investment properties. But the beautiful part is, my idea is, I buy the ice bath. I put this 100 grand, buy a house. That house will probably make me 50 to 100 grand in the next 12 months. Yeah. So then I've got the money for the Chrysler if I want it anyway. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's very exciting. Yeah, so nice. Now, how can I improve my deep sleep? Because that's my biggest challenge. And I've been thinking getting an ice bath yeah. doing it every morning would help. Yep. Um, do you do anything to prepare before you go in the ice bath? Yeah, yeah. So... Because I'm just thinking how, how long it takes because obviously yep. just jumping in for three minutes doesn't take long at all. That's no, easy. no. So look, with the Wim Hof method, the, the protocol for approaching cold exposure, and this is any cold exposure is a three-part three process. So part one is preparing the body and the mind. Part two is what you do in that cold exposure. And part three is afterwards. So part number one, preparing the body, what you do beforehand. This is why we recommend to do the Wim Hof Method style breathing beforehand um, for that calming and relaxing effect it has on the body, but also that help with, uh, it, it shifts the body's pH. Uh, so you have an improved pain tolerance, which yeah. is very beneficial. Be very beneficial. Yeah, absolutely. and it also helps from a meditation standpoint. You know, you're you're blocking out all the other distractions and just focusing on you and the cold exposure you're about to do. Um, so look, that can take, depending on on you know where you you, you go and how, how fast you breathe, etc. Between 50, 15 minutes and twenty five minutes, mm. fifteen to thirty minutes. Right, um, you know, and my my daily practice in, includes the breathing as well, and that's you know, I, I adjust that based on how much time I've got in the morning. Yeah. Right, so you're looking at that kind of thing in terms of um, um, getting in there. Just if you don't have time to do the breathing, walk up, take some big, you know, slow, long, slow exhale breaths, calm your body, step in with confidence. You know, or if you're in the shower, take some like you know a nice long exhale to calm you down. Then turn the cold tap on, and then just breathe, and that's it. Um, so your preparation is is really up to you. We have a recommendation, mm -hmm. but look, I don't always do the breathing before I go in the cold. Sometimes I like to roll straight out of bed, put my bathers on, and jump straight in. No preparation, no nothing, because life is like that. Exactly. Right? You, 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 you can't go, oh, I've got this stressful thing coming up. Hang on, guys, time out. Just let me do my breathing. No, sometimes it comes at you and you have to learn to deal with it in the moment. Mm -hmm. So I mix up how I approach my training um, because it keeps me flexible. Um, and, you know, some days 
I enjoy that a lot more. Other days, like this morning, I knew that I was going to have a long ice bath, so I did you know half an hour of really deep, intensive breath work beforehand to prepare. So it's just about working out what you've got and, and what you need for that day. Um, so it certainly doesn't have to be a, a very time-consuming practice. And then what do you do afterwards? Afterwards, for me, is the most important thing. Um, the afterwards is what sets, um, really makes the experience. Um, and for me, um, like the way I explain it, anyone can get into an ice bath, grip the sides, urgh, tough it out for 10 minutes, run out into a sauna, into a hot shower, and forget that it ever happened. You miss so much of the beauty and the, the power of it. So for me, I like to go in. When I'm relaxed and calm, I step out and I just simply stand there. That's it. Uh, and I just nice, long, slow breaths. Um, I'm not doing anything else. And I simply feel my body. Sounds very spiritual. It is. Well, it's, it's very meditative. Yeah. Um, and I do a little bit of a body scan and check in. All right. How are my feet feeling? Legs, back, hands. And I just feel the body warming up and I allow my body to warm up naturally. Then sort of move around a bit and check in again. Am I still feeling a little bit cold? If so, I might go and do some slow, gentle movements. If I'm not, tell myself off and then go and start my day. But just like in yoga, for example, you do your intensive practice and then you have the shavasana at the end, right? You mix the uh, activity with the rest. It's the same with the cold exposure. Mix the training, the stress with some rest at the end and allow what you've just done to be integrated in that, that component rather than, bang, getting out and charging off with your day. You want to get that body into um, a state of rest after, so then you can start your day. Too many of us charge around stressed enough. We need that little time out. Totally, totally. And since doing cold showers in the morning, it's made a massive difference mm. already. So I used to get up and you got like 10 missed calls and all this and then you're stressed out. But if you do yep. a cold shower first, you're pretty relaxed. Yeah. And I think it's going to be even more powerful. Yep. So I'm curious about contrast therapy. Sure. Because I've got a sauna at home. Yep. Which I love using. Yeah. How would I use that with cold therapy? How do you integrate it? Is it possible? What does Wim Hof do? Or yeah, it certainly is. Look, I'll, I'll start by saying that I am, and not that I'm an expert on the cold, but I'm less knowledgeable when it comes to heat. Yeah. Um, I have limited experience with sauna, given Australia. If I was Scandinavian, I would love to talk to you in more detail yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. So uh, it is some limited, it's coming from a limited knowledge here. Yeah. Um, but you can certainly combine the two. So I'm just wondering, do you do sauna first, ice bath first, or the other way around? That's yeah. the curious thing, because obviously yep. if you've got the sauna first, you might be able to handle it better. Yeah, so or from, maybe worse, from or, my understanding is start hot, finish cold. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, and the reasons are, from my understanding, to do with the blood vessels opening and closing, like yep. and, and sort of um, bringing the heart rate down and, and that kind of thing. Um, but, but also, after being in an ice bath, you're going to go in the sauna. It's going to take yeah. a long time to sweat. You're not going to sweat. No, 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 that, that's right. And look, it will depending on the length of time you're in the ice bath, it will also feel a lot more painful. You're going to get a lot of um, prickly sensations because weirdly enough or beautifully enough, the same pain receptors in our body that sense temperature 
are also the ones that signal for prickly heat. You know, when you get really, really hot and you, yep. yeah, you get pins and needles, exactly the same sensor. So when you go from one to the other, you're going to really feel that a lot more. Um, so my very limited understanding, unfortunately, of, of contrast therapy is that it is this extra workout. So you're getting your blood vessels constricting in the cold and then opening up wide in the sauna. So you're really, and then as you cycle between it, you're sort of opening, closing, opening, closing. And so you're really flushing out deeply um, a lot of uh, crap like from your lymphatic system through that process. Um, and I know there are a bunch of other benefits of the sauna, but it's, it's, it's not something I can sort of talk confidently no, about. No, I understand. So, so obviously, um, well, in Northern Europe, yeah. people love yeah. saunas and cold. They do both. Yep. And so what do they normally do? They're cycling. So yeah. you, you cycle from one to the other, to the other, to the other. Now, look, it, it depends on your goal. Like if you're an athlete, you know, some people say, you know, you want to be two minutes in, two minutes and, and, and flop between. But, you know... Other people I know that will sit in the in a sauna for half an hour, go out, jump in a cold bath for, for two minutes and, and get back in again. Like so what are your goals? What are your aims? What are you what are you looking to do? How much time have you got? Mm-hmm. Um but certainly and also if you're doing it from a pure training perspective, maybe you want that opening and closing of the blood vessels to happen a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. So you go in, warm yourself up, and then cool yourself down and then get back and warm yourself up. Mm-hmm. If you want to do it from a meditation perspective, you're probably going to spend longer in each and be a bit more gentle with it. Yeah. So you can certainly uh, certainly apply it. Um, but as for a, a training protocol, unfortunately, I can't give you that no, information. No, fair enough, fair enough. But what I would say is don't be afraid to explore and experiment. Start one day with your sauna first and then the next day uh, with your you know soon-to-be-purchased uh, ice, ice bar, right? Yes. And, and play around with it. Mm-hmm. spend longer in one than the other and, and just explore and see what works for you because everybody's different and it's mm-hmm. the same with you know I'd say with, with teaching breathing techniques as well is is um, you know your goals are going to be different to that person's goals that person's goals your physiology is going to react differently and you will find um, a desirable pattern that you enjoy and you're like, yeah, this for me is my minimum effective contrast therapy dose. Give me 15 minutes, bang, 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 I'm in and out, done. Yep. That might be what works. You can always combine sauna with the breathing. Yeah, correct. Which makes it nice and easy. Yeah, yep. amazing, interesting. Fascinating stuff. So yeah, so I'm thinking um, I'd like to experiment with the cold yeah. ice bath because I think that may increase my deep sleep. Yep. It did last time. Yeah. But I mean, I can't judge by one week. because But it seems a bit of a coincidence. Yeah. And particularly if you've got the data from the aura ring as well, like you can actually see what your nighttime sleep was like. Yeah. And you've got a baseline of previous weeks, months, etc. So Yeah, because I'm um, always into experimenting yeah. and trying different things out and yep. trying a bit of biohacking. Yep. Uh, and look, again, like I am certainly not a, a sleep expert, but I have a lot of clients that I have taught that have remarked a similar thing. And it's why they integrate and for them, continue to practice cold exposure um, because it helps them in that particular way. And yeah. that's the thing. Everybody's going to respond differently. Everybody's going to get something different out of it. Like, um, you know, for me, I don't, I haven't noticed and I've never really had a particular problem with sleep. Mm. But 
you know, for me, it's it's all about the mental health benefits, that clarity, that centeredness that I get throughout my day. But having said that, you know, I know plenty of people that are like, yeah, this helps me with my insomnia in a big way, or I feel more relaxed, like, and... Well, funny enough, I was reading about one guy who had Crohn's disease yep. and cured it through ice baths. Yeah, right. Yeah, he wrote a book called The Wedge. Ah, oh, Scott Carney. Yes, so yeah, being comfortable, nice. being uncomfortable. Yep. I've recently bought it and been reading it. Yeah, nice. book. Yep, um, and he's a you know a big proponent of all well, He's written his whole book around this uh, exploring discomfort and... I had the, the whole premise of that, that book. But he's also written uh, What Doesn't Kill Us, which was his previous book, which he looked at uh, a deep dive into the Wim Hof Method. Yes, I've yeah. got that book as well. I yep. haven't read it yet. So, and that's, you know, that was one of the first things that actually got me into it. Mm-hmm. Is, um, so he's an investigative journalist. He heard about Wim Hof and went, mm, I think this guy is a charlatan. Yes. I'm going to go along and I'm going to... Um, unmask him before the world Mm -hmm. and he went along and went oh actually hmm there's something to this and uh, you know for want of a better term became a convert in the area of breathing and cold exposure yep you've met Wim what's he like he is the most genuine guy that you will come across so if anyone's seen a you know a video or a documentary or heard him on a podcast he is exactly like that in real life he is um, genuine in his desire to share his method, but just to help people live healthier, happier, stronger lives. And he's like a, a giant kid as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm incredibly grateful for the work that he has done to shift and, 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 and instigate discussions around Breathing and cold exposure. Yeah, look, the, and work is, the work is yeah. amazing because look. it wasn't for him. I wouldn't be getting an ice bath. Yeah. I wouldn't have met you. I wouldn't have done any of this yeah. because he's the instigator of all this because he's really made it popular. Exactly. He's brought you it from that. the shadows or from the fringes into popular mainstream into culture. Mainstream, yeah. When you have people like Ellen DeGeneres and Justin Bieber having a conversation last week around the Wim Hof Method, you're like, uh, yeah, this is there's something here, right? And, you know... And you have, you know, higher level athletes and, you know, celebrities all talking about it. Like, it's becoming quite mainstream. And look, I'm grateful for that because, as we talked about, these ancient practices, these practices are nothing new. They've been around for tens of thousands of years, mm-hmm. but it's only now that we're actually shining a spotlight on them and, and bringing them out into the mainstream because of their benefits. And, you know, the more people talking about it, Sure, Justin Bieber, go and talk about it. Like the better it is. Absolutely, I totally agree. Yep. So, um, now Kim, you're a instructor, a Wim Hof certified instructor, correct? Yep, correct. And you teach people this, and as we spoke before, that's I went to one of your classes. Yeah. And now, if people want to find out more about this sort of stuff, sure. Now, obviously, if people are in Adelaide, it's pretty simple. Yep. And even Australia, I mean, it's a short trip here to Adelaide. Yep. So. How can people find out more about this? Yeah, so uh, the easiest uh, way is to go to kimburls.com, which is my website. Yep. So it's a little one-stop shop for not only what I do, but I put out a, a regular blog on all things breathwork, cold exposure, mindset related. Um, so there's a good, and I have a, a bunch of resources on, on the site for how to get started with the Wim Hof Method, you know, interesting breathwork content to help you get a foothold in there and understand it. So yeah, 
my website, uh, kimbells.com, or you can simply Google Wim Hof Method or Wim Hof Adelaide. Yep, there's uh, a and, Wim Hof app too, isn't it? Yep. So for, for those that want to dive into the, the method, um, there is a mobile app on WimHofMethod.com that you can can download. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's a uh, a great tool for helping you build a consistent practice, but also for just explaining it. Like here's how you do the breathing technique. Here's what you how you can approach cold exposure. So um, any of those ways. Um, and you know, just just give it a go. Um, yeah. So look, I, I think that one of the best ways to find out about this is to come along to one of your workshops because when you see other people doing it and you got the confidence there, yep. it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Because because if you're doing it on your own, you don't know what you're doing. You could get it wrong, and I really suggest you know at the end of the day. You need to learn from a professional yourself. Yeah, and Look, um, I'm biased, but I, I would agree with you. And particularly as it comes to, um, well, both things. Breathing is an incredibly powerful tool that so many of us aren't aware of. And, you know, getting that right and understanding how it all works together, you're really going to get that from a, a, you know, a face-to-face instruction. And but, you're, 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 you're going to do more in the future? Yeah, yeah. correct. Um, so I, I'm holding between one to two workshops every single month here uh, in Adelaide, but I also do travel around the country, around Australia, um, for those that are interested. Oh, really? Awesome. Yeah, right. yeah. Oh, fantastic. Um, pretty so, mobile. So, guys, so let's go to kimbirls.com. Check it out. Yeah. Also, um, I think we're going to have a discount code for our audience. Correct, yeah. So we've got a, a 10% discount for any of my upcoming workshops, uh, which is Ugly Truth. 10 gives you 10% discount. Um, are you able to put that in the, the show notes? Yeah, yeah, yeah perfect. Yep, um, let's put that in the show notes. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. I'm going to go on to the next one myself anyway. <laughs> so you might be able to see me there as well. Um, just wanted to say thank you for coming on our podcast. Wanted to yeah. give you a copy of my best song. Awesome, man. Thank copy. you very much. Thank really you, appreciate it. I really appreciate everything. Is there any one last thing you want to tell our audience? Or No, look, I, I think what I would like to say is that um, just – if you're curious about this, start from um, you know trusted, well-known sources, and then don't be afraid to give it a go. And um, simply approach it with an open mind, um, and try it out for yourself. And I'm I feel very very confident uh, that you'll be amazed and uh, and surprised at the results that you get from this. So thank you. Excellent. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you next episode. See you later. Bye bye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. I'm grateful for all our listeners around the world. If you found this podcast valuable, please share with someone that might find this useful and please join our tribe of purpose-driven investors, increasing income and impact in our Facebook group, Positive Property. Please note, we have a multi-million dollar property portfolio and a passive income. I've become incredibly successful at investing in property. The fact of it is, however, many people may find investing in property challenging. It's not easy and it takes a lot of hard work. However, becoming educated to make an informed decision and having the right advisors gives you the tools you need to succeed. The most important part of this formula, however, is to actually take action and apply that knowledge. It is important to understand that information I share is of a general nature only and is not taken into account your unique circumstances. If you're considering investing in any asset class, you need to seek the advice of an independent professional advisor who will be able to look at your specific situation. Be sure your advisors actually achieve the kind of results you're seeking. Many won't have, so beware. 
We've taken great care putting those educational resources together. We'd be surprised if you didn't find any errors or omissions. If you do, our legal team says we have to say we're not responsible for those. In fact, as with all things, even your success, we're not responsible. That responsibility always has and always will come down to you and the actions you take. We're passionate about supporting you in that process and helping you increase your ability to create wealth, live the life you desire, provide all the things you dream of for you and your family.